T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Go made two. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a name for it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's called corn dog. So it's called what? Corn dog. It's not called corn dog. Oh yeah. Is it called corn dog? There's nothing better than a good corn dog with some mustard and, and uh, ketchup. But he doesn't step into the huddle and say corn dog. Oh no, he says corn dog. He does. Peter King with Andy Reid on the uh, play that got the Chiefs a couple of touchdowns against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. They call it corn dog. There's news out of Indianapolis. Shane Steichen's been hired as their head coach. Okay, that's official? Yes. So that means here are your head coach hires so far. Sean Payton mm-hmm. in Denver. Shane Steichen, Indianapolis. D'Amico Ryans, Houston. Yep. Frank Reich, Carolina, leaving only Arizona left. Correct. We have three out of four going with an offensive-minded head coach. Three out of four. Yep. And I don't know what Arizona will do. They might be leaning defense with Lou Anaromo of um, Cincinnati. Or Gannon. Or Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon of the Eagles. Yep. So they might be leaning defense. But so far, three out of four offensive coaches. And you had news there in the update about the Bills. Here's a topic I'd like to kind of rewind. Friday, right when we left, we got the news about Chad Hall. Yep. Leaving the Bills as the receiver's coach and going to Jacksonville. And proceeded to argue a little bit on Twitter and never really got to it. So I'd like to kind of flush out this conversation here about what we should expect from the Bills receivers, what was right to expect, blah, blah, blah. And now that they're hunting for a new receivers coach, Zach Azani, who has been with Denver, and you tweeted out, you know, he's worked with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and, you know, there's been good development with those players. So I guess, (laughs) bit of a rhetorical question, but we'll talk about it anyway. How... Joe, how much credit is a receiver's coach supposed to get? Because when Chad Hall left and decided he, he's leaving, whether that was the Bills' decision or Chad Hall's decision, doesn't matter how they arrived at it. His contract was up, and the Bills' receiver's coach, who had been with the team for six years, is on the move. He's going to Jacksonville. How is a regular fan supposed to know if that guy did a good job? It's tough to know, right? We don't get inside the coaches' rooms right. with these guys. We only see the final product, and what? Are you upset that the Bills receivers didn't develop more? I, I think the only way you can even attempt it, because I think the real the right answer is you won't know. You it's very you difficult know. to know any of this stuff. The best attempt you can make at it, I think, is to look at receiver growth underneath that coach, right? Like, and you don't, again, know how much of that development is on that coach, but you'd have to imagine that a lot of it is. And look at what did he do with young receivers? 
where they were being groomed. What did they become something? Like this guy from Denver, the first thing I looked at, I went back and looked at his Denver teams. I saw Emmanuel Sanders at the top of the list for each ignore it. Because he's thirty three. Okay, so veterans don't count. Yeah. At least to that level, right? That guy's established. Okay. Um, and his production remained the same when he had this coach versus previous coaches. But Cortland Sutton came into the league under this coach. And Tim Patrick came into the league under this coach. And Jerry Judy. And, okay, three guys that all entered the league with this guy as their receiver coach and all became pretty good receivers. Like, again, that's one way of attempting it without, again, knowing... Would Cortland Sutton have become a good receiver anyway? He was a second-round pick, right? He was a second-round pick. And, Jer- and Jerry Judy's a first-round pick. Tim Patrick was a sixth. Is he the one I want to grab onto for this? Do you made something out of nothing? I mean, you could. You could try. Do you really but want to? But you could to? do that with Chad Hall with Gabe Davis a little, you? could you? do that with... Right. Didn't Gabe Davis become a nice player as a fourth-round pick? And, you know, as you're attempting to decide what a receiver's coach gets credit for, Cole Beasley's a no. Cole, I, Cole, Cole Beasley came here and had the best years of his career. Is John Brown right. a no? So maybe is it just what did you what did they do with you in comparison to elsewhere? Is Stefan Diggs a no? Diggs was good before, came here and played with a better quarterback. Like this this is every yeah. football conversation, right? Every football cam- conversation is there are ten different variables and we're all just trying to pick out which one was the reason that this went well. You know, if it's Josh Allen that's your quarterback, maybe that's a reason that Dak Prescott, or not Dak Prescott, that Cole Beasley had a big jump in his career because he came here and played with Allen. And the same could be said of John Brown. And when those guys left, they didn't catch on anywhere else. Right. Until they came back here on practice squad deals. So... So I guess you (laughs) you can't really know. Yeah, it's very, very difficult to know. And... Just to give an idea of all this stuff, it's it's coaching fraternities. Brian Schottenheimer is still working in the league despite ne- <laughs> never yes. being good. His, his teams are never good offensively. But He's, he will always have a job. He always will have a job. Ra, uh, Rex Ryan's son is one of the potential wide receiver coaching candidates for the Lions right now. Okay, Seth Ryan. So I just think it's really tough. Who do the Bills have here? They're going to maybe go for this the Zach Azani guy who's been with Denver. How's the hire? Fine, if they hire him. I'm sure it will be. Aaron Cromer, right? Wasn't that supposed to be a big boost to this Bills offensive line this year? Mm-hmm. Did the offensive line develop? No. Is that his fault? Right. I think the safer thing to do if you're evaluating any of this stuff is just to evaluate the investments. Because yeah. if you turn a fourth-round receiver or a fourth-round tackle or, or or you're a part of the team that turns that guy into somebody good, then I'll give you credit for it. And if you don't, I don't think it's your fault. If right. you have two street-free agent receivers and they don't develop into the same thing that two first-rounders did, I just don't think... I'm not going to co- hold it against you. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to hold it against an assistant coach here. So the Bills are, see- are, are still searching for a wide receiver coach to replace Chad Hall. The one thing about... Hall that interests me is the Diggs relationship. Diggs has been very openly fond of Chad Hall. The entire receiver room has been, and he moves on. Mm. So, you know, I, I hope Diggs is good with that. But on, on these developments, oh, well, this guy developed this. Has Should the Bills fire the defensive line coach because their defensive linemen haven't developed? Has Ed Oliver developed past a ninth overall pick? Has Rousseau? Has Epinesa? Has Basham? Have have any well, of them? I mean, I think Rousseau's been just fine, but the rest of them have they have any of them 
finger quotes here, developed beyond what their draft status would say they should have. No, you could argue not a single one has met the expectation. Now, is that because of the defensive line coach? Or is that well, the Bills miss on a scouting? Or is it just, no, they're right about what they should be? It could be that that it's not on the defensive line coach, but in football, don't how often do we hear it's results-driven business? And if that's true of the head coach and of general managers, shouldn't it also be true of position coaches? If we're going to micro-analyze your specific position group and say, all right, this group has not progressed and we have not gotten what we wanted or what the investment has showed in four years, doesn't somebody pay for that? Don't we try something else? And you could look at the defensive line coach for that, couldn't you? Receiver, you would never do it on this team. No. But I, I would... I would listen to that. So that they would move on from a, a position coach because that position, you have not gotten what you wanted out of it when it's results driven business. Especially when you've invested a lot. Like, hey, I've spent a lot of money on this defensive line. I'm not getting the results. I need a different person running the show. Whereas receiver, here, I threw this together at the last minute, didn't spend enough on it. See what you can make out of it. Did Shakir not develop? I mean, what was anybody expecting out of right. a very late round pick that it's not even that he didn't develop, they didn't include him and right. for whatever reason. And it's funny, you mentioned the defensive line coach just as an example. Sal brought this up yesterday. He is listed as a senior defensive assistant. Al Holcomb, who the, the Bills new... reportedly are bringing in, is listed, or the report was that he would be a senior defensive assistant. Maybe they are actually about to move on from their defensive line coach, and we just don't know it yet. Okay. Or maybe they'll have, will they have two senior defensive assistants. Will they take that title away from Eric Washington? They we might. I mean, we just brought up as an example, but there there might be a question as to whether or not he actually is going to stay on this this coaching staff. Eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Get a new mock draft. It. Um, oh no. Yeah. It, yeah is yeah. it going in the scare jar? It's not going in the scare jar. The Bills trade out. <laughs> hmm. Are you ready for that? Trade out completely? They trade out of the first round. Yeah. Am I ready for them to trade out of the first round? I take it back. It depends. Are I they take, taking a receiver? I take it back. They trade up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So wow, okay. this, this is mock exciting. draft at uh, NFL.com, Chad Ryder has this one. So, right, I scrolled right down to 28 where the Bills are picking, 27, 28. And they weren't there. And they weren't there at 27. It was a trade with the Seahawks. Okay, wait. Whoa. Seattle, before even looking, they have multiple first-round picks, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so (laughs) I can get really excited here, probably too much. Seattle picks 20th. I'm going to guess that's it. They do also pick 5th. But what would the Bills have to get up to get to 5? Diggs is probably (laughs) the answer. So I'm guessing it's not that. In this mock draft, Seattle does trade out of number 5 with Carolina. Okay. okay. And Carolina <laughs> takes Will Levis. And Seattle also trades out of number 20 where the Bills are. So, Jed Ryder's mock draft, Bills trade up to number 20. Yep. And take wide receiver Jordan yes. Addison. Yes. USC. Was that the guy yesterday you said was compared to Emmanuel Sanders? I believe so, yes. Comparison Love was it. Emmanuel Sanders. Love it. Oh, that would be so exciting. Legitimate deep threat, stretches out defenses, which, Chad writes, would help the team's running game. Perfect. Chad, he's got the finger on the pulse. 
Whatever the opposite of the scare jar is, we need to now, put Chad in it. To do it, Jordan Addison's a Bolitnikoff winner. In this mock draft, they move up seven spots. Yep. Eight spots. And they give up a third and a fourth to do it. Fine. Fine. Right? I mean, it's a big price. But I'm not giving up. I'm not even giving up a second. So... I, I the the volume of the picks. I guess would you rather trade a second or would you rather trade a third and a fourth? I, I get it that that they have they're going to need those picks more and more as the cap yeah. gets a little tougher. That's one hundred percent true. But I need that receiver. They need as many cheap contracts as possible. They need they kind of need scratch off tickets in the draft to give up a third and a fourth to move up seven spots. Is I think it's a big price. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty to Chris in Lancaster. What's up, Chris? Oh, hey, Jeremy. How's it going, guys? Um, you know, I, I just watching that Cincinnati game and even the first Cincinnati game, which ended prematurely, of course, I got to tell you, I, I thought it starts at the top. I thought our defense was just not even in the game at all. Um, they were playing not to lose. They, were, they played that bend but don't break style. And against a good team like Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, they he just ate us alive. And without attacking, sitting back, and, and you know the more the most frustrating part about Frazier and McDermott, and I think it starts at the top, is Jeremy. They refuse to adjust. They refuse to adjust. Um, you would have thought with 13 seconds left last year, they would have learned. And I really believe. Our head coach and our defensive coordinator plays not to lose. Not many people have said that, but I really think it starts at the top. He's great with camaraderie. I think they're between he and Bean, they draft well. But as a game day general, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't see it. Am I am I crazy for saying that? I mean, you guys agree with that at all? I don't think you're crazy. The thing is, I, I playing not to lose for this team. It does work an awful lot. They've not lost a lot of games. And the style of defense that they play, they bet you won't be able to string drives together and beat them with a consistency that their offense will beat you. And that is often right. They're often very correct about that. So it's not that, it's not that you're wrong. In, in terms of you know their unwillingness to adjust, one thing you said that I, I think is questionable now, do they draft well? They haven't. Yeah. Last last couple drafts, thanks, Chris. Last couple drafts, they have not gotten big time contributions from their drafts. It's two in a row. Yeah, they're whether that's okay. Rousseau, yes. Basham, nope. Epinesa, nope. nope. Not consistent, especially when you needed them with Miller out when Vaughn goes down. Yeah, and, and the signing of Von Miller. Let's be real. If Basham and Rousseau had panned out to the best possible degree, yep. you don't sign Vaughn. No, right. You wouldn't you, have needed to. You do it because yeah. you identify it as, we don't have somebody to do this. Jerry Hughes was on this team, had good numbers and pass rush, win rate, didn't get to the quarterback. They, Trent Murphy, on and on. Defensive ends, yeah. Mario Addison. They've chased pass rusher over and over and over and finally went all the way in and said, let's just go pay the biggest ticket pass rusher we can. Right, it was because they had to. They desperately wanted the player, and they tried everything else first. Middle-level middle free agent contracts, 
and draft picks. Only after all that didn't work did they get to Von Miller. And you could say that receiver right now being at the state it is, or the offensive line being in the state it is, that in part the reason that is the case is because they didn't draft defensive line well. Had they drafted defensive line well, they would have they would have money available the size of that Von Miller contract to use on other things that they can't because they failed when it came to defensive line picks. Or at least they didn't hit on the level they wanted to. Now, right. they did want to build the best front four in football, and for about a half a season, it looked like they might have had that. And then when Vaughn got hurt, it, it, it kind of all went away. But again, part it they had it with Vaughn, but they had it with how like what it what did it cost, right? The the Thanos Marvel uh, meme of what what did it, what did it cost to do it? It cost the Bills everything to build that defensive line, and the state that their offense is in around Josh Allen, I blame on how many efforts it took to get the defensive line right. And I do believe they have it right. When they are fully healthy, they have the defensive line right. But the 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 sheer amount of assets it cost for to get it right is why the offensive line looks very meek right now, and that the the receiving group is left wanting. And that you know, the the secondary, it's going to be harder to pay Edmonds. Like, a lot of things are going to be harder just because you missed on Basham, you missed on Epinesa, and Rousseau is good, but not quite the franchise pass rusher you might have hoped he was. 803-0550. Thanks, Chris, for the phone call. Colts hire Shane Steichen as their head coach. He's the offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles, another Super Bowl, another coordinator lost. Uh, that happened last time when Frank Reich left for Indianapolis. How do you like that for the Colts? Just Frank Reich leaves. When the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, they hire the Eagles offensive coordinator. Yeah. Four years, five years later, Eagles go to the Super Bowl, they hire the Eagles offensive coordinator. Let's run it back again. Right, right back to the well? It's, I don't mind that. I don't is, mind that. Th- this has got to be the new Bills-Carolina connection. Just steal everybody from the Eagles. That's what, that's what the Colts are doing. Listen, if I were the Colts, I would just be thanking God that they did anything that wasn't Jeff Saturday as their head coach. Yeah. Or even Wink Martindale. Like they, the guys they were interviewing was like, "Ooh, this is not going to look good," and they ended back up at a an offensive coach. How many offensive coaches now are we got in the league? Like twenty. The number is tilting. It's more and more. You said three of four. Three of, this cycle. Three of four hires on this cycle are offensive coaches. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. some of them replace offensive coaches, right? I mean, sure. In Indy, right. it was Frank Reich, and now it's Shane Steichen. In Carolina, it was Matt Rule, and now it's Frank Reich. Arizona, it's going to go the other way. Kingsbury, maybe the other way. And yeah. in Houston, it was Lovey Smith, defense. It and might, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, I was going to say with D'Amico Ryans. Is that all of them? Anybody else? That, I think, is it. Okay. Hmm. Well, Shane Steichen. There you go. The Colts have their coach. Next one. Uh, the only one left is Arizona. And we'll see what they do there. Cliff Kingsbury interviewing with a couple of different spots for their offensive coordinator position, including New England. He, he's ready to come home from Thailand. He's he's already back and doing <laughs> interviews, apparently, yeah. yeah. Unless he's doing them via Zoom. I suppose that's possible, yeah. So anyway, the Colts last year were 31st in EPA per play. 31st. Yikes. One of the worst offenses in football last year. A large part of that with Jeff Saturday, by the way. I mean... <laughs> they had Frank Reich, and they made him change to Sam Ellinger at quarterback, and they had Matt Ryan, who was yeah. just toast. Who's their quarterback this year, the Colts? A rookie, right? Isn't Matt Ryan under contract for one more year? He is. 
You think but you think no he, way he's the week I, one starter. I don't think they go back with Matt Ryan. They no. pick fourth. Yeah, that's a rookie, right? Yeah, do they, they trade up to one? Isn't that what they should do? That's what they should do. They have been round and round going old guy to old guy to old guy since Luck retired. Yeah. Have they not just been buying time, by the way, probably wishing that Luck would unretire? Listen, the word patchwork is thrown out for offensive line all the time, a patchwork offensive line. They've been patchwork quarterbacks since Luck retired. It's yeah. Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan Wentz. and Carson Wentz and like enough. Draft one. Right. Draft a kid. Brissett for a year to remember yep. that. Draft a kid, grow up from scratch. You got Shane Steichen here, you got an offensive head coach. Like, okay. Yeah, that their week one starter, I would bet, is a rookie. I like that for them. And in that division in that division, you know, Lawrence and the Jags look like they might run it a little bit, but they're not unstoppable yet. No. Titans coming back to Earth. The Texans are resetting. I mean, Indianapolis could be respectable. The AFC South could have Houston's picking two. Could it be Bryce Young and CJ Stroud in the AFC South to yeah. go with Lawrence? Who's More got- great young quarterbacks going to the AFC, everybody. Just the way yeah. it has to be, by the way. Yeah. Can the Bears trade? Please trade. I- I'm not scared of Bryce Young. Can we just get some young quarterback talent in the NFC? I want Lamar Jackson to go to the Lions more than anything on earth this offseason. I mean, Arizona's not taking a quarterback. So, nope. two of the top three teams, Chicago, three of the top four, if you take out Arizona, it's Chicago, Houston, and Indy. They could all take quarterbacks. Chicago's less likely. Yep. Unless they trade Fields. Fields did say he has not been told yet what they're doing. Should they take a quarterback? Should they, would they have told him by now? Is that, is that weird that they haven't made it clear to him what their plans are in the they, middle of February? They, there's no way they know what they're doing yet. That's it. The Bears don't know. And I think that's something because people talked like no way they're going to draft a quarterback at one. And if that was the case, that there's no way, why wouldn't you just tell Justin Fields in his exit interview because at the end of the season? if you're the Bears, you have to have all the teams that want to trade to number one think that you still want to keep it. I'm not okay, selling this right. off necessarily. Let's say they only have two bidders. But you could do that without a quarterback being the pick, right? No. You don't think like, oh, we'll pick Will Anderson here. Nope. Who I think is the Ohio State guard or uh, Alabama tackle? No, if you all want right. to drive that up all the way, you you a hold a an auction where let's say I have the pick and you Evan and you Joe both make me an offer and yeah. I think those are very nice offers. I still value it too much. You both have to up your offers instead of right. just pitting the two of you against each other. I'm actually pitting you against me. Right. So I've got to let you believe I'm not in the market to move it. Right. Makes it more expensive. If I'm the Bears, I'm at least representing that I might want that pick because I might take that quarterback. They also might have a team call them and say, hey, are you thinking quarterback? And if so, what would you want for Fields? We'll take them. So, like, to say what their plan... That, that is where I think they should be. They can get a... If nothing else, just to reset the rookie quarterback contract. That's why. Thing, because yes. they could get an absolute haul... So it depends what you think of Young and, and and Stroud. I have not done enough on them to know like, yeah. oh, they're the same level of prospect as Fields. But if they if they were to get to a point where it's comparable, you pick the rookie because you don't have to. You have they've decided on whether or not pay Fields after next year, right? Mm-hmm. And reset it. Well, if it's close enough, that's why it's not that they don't. I don't think it has to be an indictment of Fields in any way. It just might mean. Listen, there's a huge offseason in front of us. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We're going to start getting that in order. 
They can like their quarterback just fine. I mean, it's not like a Mahomes-level commitment or the Bills would know on Josh Allen. Right. In this case, I don't think not knowing has to be proof that they would move on from Fields. And being open to it doesn't have to mean that they hate him. Yeah, there's a lot to do. They're going to have a fun offseason. I think that's for sure. They've got like tons of money to spend, too. All right, 803-0550 to join us here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.